0: Welcome Middle Church family and all of our visitors. I am Reverend Marlene Fox. I'm so glad you are worshiping with us on this beautiful day. We are excited that our digital minister, Natalie is preaching today. While I know you are going to review the bulletin for announcements, I wanna highlight two events. First is our answering the call Second Level Anti-Racism Workshop on July 22nd and 23rd at 7 p.m. And the Congregational Meeting on July 26th. Before we begin, let's take a big centering
1: breath. Come, let us worship God.
2: What shall I render unto?
3: Miss Sarah here. It's time for the message for all ages. So, my young and young at heart, this is for you. Wow, who would have ever believed this is how the school year would end? That our summer would look so different? Maybe you have some mixed up feelings about that. You're happy for summer break, but you miss all the things that normally come with ending a school year. There were no last day of school parties, no yearbook signings. No goodbye hugs to our teachers and our friends. I miss those things too. And I hold those feelings with you. But you should know we are all so proud of you for finishing out the year strong. I know that just a few Sundays ago, some of my friends sent in videos letting us know exactly what grade they finished. And I want to celebrate you one more time. So now we have to reimagine what summer looks like because we have to distance and sometimes stay inside to keep our neighbors safe. But I know all of my young friends are so creative and are coming up with new and innovative ways to have fun. I know I've picked up some inside hobbies like doing puzzles and painting. And when I go on my daily walk, I make sure to check on how all the different flowers and plants are growing around my neighborhood. Friends, I want to ask you to share your summer joy with our whole middle family, because adults, we can learn from you. So today with your grown up, I would like you to film a 15 second video saying, peace be with you summer, or peace be with you for summertime. And you can send it to my friend Jeff at the email and by the date listed below. Don't forget to wear your funniest clothes do your coolest dances, show us your newest toys, and have fun with it. Share your summer joy. Bye, friends.
0: now, if you will, let's move into a time of prayer. So wherever you are worshiping from this morning, whether it be your couch, like me, your chair, your floor, your bed, maybe you're outside in a park, get comfortable wherever you are. Find a posture of prayer where you are able to focus and reflect. And let's pray together now, beginning with just some moments of silence. Let's breathe in love and community and breathe out hate and isolation. Bring in, breathe in comfort, breathe out pain, breathe in a calming spirit, and breathe out restlessness. Oh God, in the many names and in the many ways that we know you, we sense your spirit and your presence with us now. As we worship you, God, we thank you for waking us up another day. We thank you for the ability to log in and to see and to hear and to feel familiar faces. God, we live in a world that reminds us that things are not yet what we know they could be. And so for the very calling that every one of us has to figure out how to make this world a better place, we give you thanks. And we ask that you continue to guide us, to show us, to put before us and to put inside us and to put around us the ways that we may be more like you that we, the ways that we can care for ourselves, the ways that we can heal our souls so that we can care for and heal the world. God, we grieve together the injustices, the inequalities that the coronavirus pandemic places and continues to place before us. We are still missing friends, family members, colleagues, who have died of the coronavirus. We are still grieving people who we love, who have died in a time of social distancing, for we have not been able to be around loved ones in a funeral, in a memorial that is familiar to us. For that we grieve. God, we grieve a world that is racially unjust. We grieve that white supremacy systemically and individually still rules. And we ask for your help in moving us forward as we also confess the ways that we are complicit. God for all these things we grieve we also celebrate for in you and in this community, there is much to give gratitude for. So let's continue a spirit of prayer now and say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. There is an inclusive version that's printed in the bulletin which is also posted in the chat, but please feel free to pray in whatever language and way feels comfortable to you. Let's pray together now ever loving and holy God, how will it be your name? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign and the power and the glory forever. Amen. and my friend Zane has joined me as we think about peace. Zane, what is peace to you? Like sharing, giving love, hugging people, and hugging them when they're very sad. And, I love and that.
4: Hugging them. So
0: friends, let's do all of that. Sharing, hugging people when they're sad, loving, We have all of those things inside of us, too. So let's take this moment now and pass the peace with one another. May the peace of God be with you, Middle family.
3: Peace be with you.
2: Out of the ruins and rubble, out of the smoke. city, not a city of angels, but we can build a city of man. When your faith is all but shattered, when your hope is all but killed, we can give up city of angels, but finally, a city of man, a city of man.
3: Our scripture
5: for today comes from the Acts of Paul and Thecla, chapters 25, 1 through 6, and 34, 1 through 6. And there was much love in the tomb, Paul rejoicing, and Onesiphorus and all of them. And they had five loaves, and vegetables, and water, and salt, and rejoiced at the divine works of Christ. And Thecla said to Paul, I will cut my hair short and follow you wherever you go. But he said, It is a shameful time, and you are fair. May no other trial come upon you worse than the first. And this time you are not able to stand firm, but are cowardly." And Thecla said, only give me the seal of Christ and no trial will touch me. And Paul said to Thecla, have patience and you will receive the water. Fast forward eight chapters. And they threw in many wild animals as she stood and stretched out her hands and prayed. But as she finished the prayer, she turned and saw a great pit full of water and said, now it is time for me to wash. And she threw herself in saying in the name of Jesus Christ, I baptize myself on the last day. And seeing this, the women and the whole crowd wept saying, do not throw yourself into the water. Even the governor wept because the sea lions were going to devour such beauty. Then she threw herself into the water in the name of Jesus Christ. But the sea lion, seeing the light of the lightning flash floated on the surface dead. And surrounding her was a cloud of fire so that neither the wild animals could touch her nor could she be seen naked. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O oh God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Hey, Natalie here. Most people don't know the ancient text, the acts of Paul and Thecla, which is unfortunate because it is so fierce. My favorite part in this text is when Thecla baptizes herself. What? You say, I know, I say. After Thecla escapes death, she returns to Paul, who thinks she's dead. And there's great rejoicing and food, because there's always food. And afterwards, Thecla asks Paul to baptize her. He tells her to be patient, but never actually quite gets around to baptizing her. Well. Chapters later, when Thecla is facing certain death again, for her beliefs, Thecla takes matters into her own hands. She, while standing in a stadium full of wild animals, says, In the name of Jesus Christ, I baptize myself on the last day. And she threw herself, in the name of Jesus Christ, into this water pit filled with man-eating sea lions that was meant for her death. There's the sudden flash of lightning, and all the sea lions float to the surface, dead. Now, that, ladies and gentlemen, is the movie I want to see. What if instead of sharing Movies of women succeeding by following the traditional patriarchal models, we shared these stories of women who encouraged themselves. What if we all started a campaign of women encouraging themselves despite the patriarchal, sexist, racist, classic, ageist, or homophobic messages they receive every day, all day? What if instead of movies that showed women as superheroes or the supportive wife or the sad single, we just showed women tackling real fears on their own despite what society said? What if we all knew Thecla? That was my first attempt at a 90 second sermon from almost six years ago. It has blossomed into a social media series that we now call Before We Enter. But what if we all knew Thecla? What if we all knew about this self-baptizing gender bending apostle? I mean, we all know Paul, even those outside of the church, to some degree know Paul. Quit playing, you know, Paul, the one who had multiple things to say about what women should and should not be doing. Suffer not a woman to teach is one of his biggest hits. Paul, whose opinion on women is so revered in some churches that women can't be in positions of leadership. And it was Paul that some people referenced when I announced my decision to go to seminary. Some because they wanted to make sure that I wasn't going down a path to hell by disobeying clearly written biblical commands, and others to show me how hypocritical and evil the church was. (laughs) Yeah, that was a fun time. Um, It was almost as if I was supposed to be more concerned with what Paul was saying than what I knew in my core God had called me to do. That I was supposed to be a follower of Paul instead of a follower of Jesus. Funny thing about idols that way, huh? They can be so distracting. So it was interesting to me to learn about this extra canonical text and I'm gonna share it with you. Now, I tend to follow scholar E. Uh, Sheila E. McGinn's theory that The author of this ancient text was probably a well-placed male member of the mainline Christian church in Asia Minor who took a women's folklore story about Thecla and domesticated it, giving Paul more prominence in the story and transforming it from the acts of Thecla into the acts of Paul and Thecla. Honestly, Paul's name being the title is probably a big reason why Thecla's story has survived. It's the story of a young girl who heard about the preaching of Paul and as a result defies familial and societal mandates for marriage in order to lead the life of an apostle, teaching and healing. Friends, in this ancient time period, this was earth shattering. It's also incredibly embarrassing for her family and her betrothed as they're probably both well known in this community. I mean, her betrothed outright says, for I am a most important man of the city. Hashtag privilege. I imagine her mother is also terrified and needs to make it clear that she is vehemently against what her daughter is doing in order to protect the rest of the family from any blowback that will come as a result of Thekla's decision. Why else would she cry out in court for her daughter's death? Burn her, she says, burn the lawless one. What do you do when your own family turns against you? Some of us don't have to imagine. Some of us have been in that position Families that hurt instead of help, courts determining whether your unalienable rights are worth protecting, having to turn away from family, community, and societal norms that you grew up with just so you can fully embrace how God has made you, so you can fully embrace the life God has for you. Folks, that story is for you, so that you may see an ancient model of listening to God's call and boldly following it despite what others may say. Now this is where the part of the scripture you just heard comes in. Divine intervention saves Thecla in this first attempt on her life. She is reunited with Paul and does what a lot of us do when we are attempting to navigate our call within society. She tries to fit in. She says she'll cut her hair and follow Paul wherever he goes. But Paul dismisses her telling her that times are tough and she's too cute for all that. Telling her that he hopes nothing worse happens to her than this last literal near death attempt on her life and that she doesn't chicken out. She tells Paul that she'll be safe if he would just baptize her. He tells her to be patient. Now, patience is a virtue, but through the lens of white supremacy, we know being told to be patient can also mean so much more. Patience for justice has outlived many generations. A slow yes has meant a no. And Dr. King warned us nearly 57 years ago about taking the tranquilizing drug of gradualism. His spirit continues to call us to the fierce urgency of now. Now this ancient author doesn't make Paul out to be the bad guy in this story, but he certainly doesn't try to hide any of Paul's flaws. And while is trying to do ministry with Paul, she lands in trouble again and finds herself facing another death sentence. P.S. If you can take some time to read this entire text, the way that women show up is beautiful. I digress okay so Thecla is facing certain death in a stadium full of wild animals in the midst of all that mayhem she took a moment to pray and afterwards she saw that pit of water and said in the name of Jesus Christ I baptize myself on the last day I don't think Thecla knew what would happen next in fact I think she was prepared for the worst she thought this was her last day she knew that following Jesus meant following the entire way, all the way to the cross, even unto death, but she wasn't going without being baptized and Paul hadn't gotten around to it. It was important to her, so she took matters into her own hands. There was no one else there, so she spoke over herself. Now some will tell you that her baptism doesn't count. She didn't have the proper paperwork, there was no institutional authority, etc. but this story tells us different. We see yet again that divine intervention saves Thecla and she is surrounded. Beloved, if you take nothing else from this sermon, please take this. And I'm gonna say it as plainly as I'm able. No matter what you hear from the outside world, no matter what that limiting editor in your head says, you are worthy. You are worthy of claiming your call. You don't need anyone to affirm you. Acknowledge yourself, encourage yourself, speak over yourself in the Lord. You have come this far by faith. You have survived your own set of threats against your livelihood, your sanity, your well-being. You have faced rejection from loved ones. And yet I say to you, be bolder, go further. You are worthy of so much more. You are worthy of so much greater than what has been passed down to you. The God who is in your very breath surrounds you and calls you worthy. You don't need institutional authority for that. Instead, call that authority into account. We ought not expect to be gunned down in the streets by police. We ought not expect to be paid less than our white male siblings. We ought not expect that we won't have access to reproductive health. We ought not expect to be fired for who we love or how we present. We ought not expect hostile architecture and statues of hate. We ought not expect to be deported. We ought not expect to be put in cages and treated like animals. We ought not expect that the bottom line is more important than our lives. Call that authority into account. I hate that we live in a world that calls your worth into a question, and I stand with you and fight for the God-given worth of all of us. But in the meantime and in between time, may you speak over yourself. May you encourage
1: yourself in the Lord. May it be so. Hi, everybody. I'm Jackie Lewis, and I am the Senior Minister of Middle Collegiate Church. In fact, I just celebrated 15 years as Senior Minister and 16 and a half years on staff. It's my great honor today to invite you to join our movement of love and justice. But before I say anything else, I just need to say thank you. I need to say thank you for all of the generosity, all of the ways that you have supported Middle Collegiate Church in this time. It's unbelievable to me the love you've given in terms of um, making exercise tapes and reading stories to the kids, creating a beautiful Pride program, a digital Pride program, a fashion show. You've authored sermons and songs. You've connected with each other and held each other, visited each other online and offered care to each other. I'm so thankful for that, I'm so thankful. And I wanna tell you a little bit more about the impact that you've had this year. You know, our Revolutionary Love Conference was scheduled for April 2020 in Washington, D.C., so we could talk about what it meant to make a more perfect union in this time of of the presidential election. Well, D.C. shut down, New York shut down, and we quickly pivoted that conference to be a digital one. 650 people attended the conference. People were buying tickets the day of the conference, and people made donations. Why? Because they thought these resources are mission critical in such a time as this. Thank you for that. Thank you for making that happen. You also answered the call when we were horrified by, by, by the death of George Floyd and, and Ahmaud Aubrey and Breonna Taylor, all of those folks who, who were killed um, at the hands of the state. We, Middle Church, does anti-racism work all of the time. But we developed an anti-racist training lab and 3,500 people registered for the class. We have a second one coming July 22nd and 23rd. Friends, you did that. You did that. You've helped us keep our staff employed. You've helped us to stay connected to each other. You, you, you make it happen. If you haven't yet joined Middle Church and you're thinking about it, it's really easy. Simply click on middlechurch.org forward slash join and you become a part of our community and marlene and amanda and i will be your pastors and natalie perkins will be your digital minister and ben and elise and all the rest of the team all of us will support you and we'd love that Um, we have a monthly membership orientation and we'd be delighted to let you know all about that and if you're just thinking about how to be a part of this multiracial multicultural, multi-ethnic, many generated all sexuality, movement for love and justice that is not just Middle Church, but us in relationship to people all around the country, we'd love to have you donate. It could feel to you that we don't need your funds at this time because things are shut down, but we are absolutely still open, still open making resources, still open planning connections, still open connecting already to each of you as, as much as we can. We are still open having a deacon's fund so we can help people in need. We are still open working on a way to help cancel rent for our members who are in trouble. We're still open and we need your love and support. So you can go to the website and make a donation, you can text a donation, you can demo a donation, you can make it one time, you can make it recurring, but know that your resources make our ministry of love and justice happen. And so we thank you in advance for all that you do. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. you thanks for the offerings today of this beautiful sermon from Natalie Renee, the beautiful music offered. All of the participants in worship who gave gifts to make sure that we were able to be in your presence. We give you thanks and we ask Holy One that you will use what we put in the world as a way to build your reign on earth. And this is our prayer, amen. And now hear this benediction. Always remember what Natalie Renee told us today you, no matter what the world says, are worthy of your calling. You are worthy. You are worthy in God's eyes. So go in the world and be you. Do you. Do love. And remember, wherever love is, which is to say, wherever you are, God is as well. Amen.
2: this house, shine it by hand, and keep it so clean, the glow can be seen all over the land. Be careful at night. Check all the doors. If someone makes off with the
4: dream, the The dream will be